I'm Andrew Coppolino, food, restaurants, chefs, and farmers. Welcome to REITS Radio, brought to you by Waterloo Region 8's. This week, foraging with Little Louie. This is Episode 8. Humankind foraged for wild plants and edibles for a longer time than we have been settled in one location after discovering agriculture. Foraging is in our DNA, you could say, and local chefs like Steve Allen of Little Louie's Burger Joint and Supery are a small bastion that keeps foraging alive and part, a small part, of our food culture. Alan and I went on a foraging expedition along the banks of the Grand River recently. That's uh, located somewhere in North Dumfries, and I can't tell you exactly where. Here's some of what that sounded like. I haven't found any yet. I found uh, some chaga growing on some other trees, but the medicinal ones, they say, only come off the white birch. Why do you forage? What do you like for it? Do you know what? Just look at this. Being out here this time of year, one thing I love mostly about it, like when I go looking for um, fiddleheads in the spring or ramps, you got the mosquitoes, you got the bugs. You can hit a day when it's... 30 degrees and you're hot. This is crisp air, no bugs, peace, quiet. Uh, You can look through the forest, see everything from deer, groundhogs, turkeys, and uh, you get to come back with some choice edibles as well. We got some uh, good mushrooms uh, here in southwestern Ontario all year round or through the growing season? No, pretty much all year round. And like we were just talking about chaga, Um, you can pick that through the winter actually off of birch trees. But uh, the edibles, the ones you think of more, like I'm going to saute up and throw some cream sauce in and make a pasta. Uh, All through spring, you get your morels. Then into the summer, you get your bolitas. And running into the fall, which is the peak season. And uh, you get everything from bolitas to puffballs, chanterelles, black trumpets. And we're looking at a giant, a giant elm oyster right now. So in there is, that, that's got to be a pound and a half, that mushroom. You want to go get that one? I'll go get it. Okay. Yeah, that's a gorgeous one. I found one like that the other day, but it was about 15 foot up a tree. And when I cut it off, I could only catch, I, I got about coffee before it blew up my hand. I used the entire thing. But yeah, this one's fantastic. It's getting a little old. So the one thing about picking mushrooms like that, a lot of people think, oh, if you go in the woods and pick all the mushrooms, you know, you're not leaving any for propagation. The, the mycelium, so basically the root system of this mushroom is actually in the tree already. As soon as a spore lands in there and decides that it's a good home and it grows a mushroom. So underneath here, there's mycelium. So basically the root system, it's almost like a rose bush. So if you pick the roses in your garden, you're still going to get roses next year. So this mushroom will come back to this hole next year because its root system is still in here. So basically these gills that you see here will drop spores and uh, that will propagate other mushrooms like this in other trees. So you say it's an old one, but you think it looks pretty good still. Yeah, do you know what, when they get this old, you see, the, you see this, this little black? That's beetle dung, okay? <laughs> Big deal, you wash it off if things grow outside. But one of the things you, you run into if you pick a mushroom that it's possibly this old 
is that bugs will get inside it, they'll crawl inside, make their home, and then they'll eat. And you can sort of see a little bit here, but for the most part, when I crack this mushroom open, it's pure white, the gills are beautiful white, there's no dirt, it just needs a simple little cleaning, and uh, let it dry a bit, and saute it up, and it's gonna be gorgeous. No hesitation to serve that to customers if you were cooking such and something? No, not this mushroom at all. Um, it's, it's a scary hobby if you don't know what you're doing, or if you don't have the proper people to assist you with it. And what I mean by that is, uh, as I mentioned a little bit earlier to you, we have three of the five most deadly mushrooms in the world growing in southern Ontario. So that being said, if you're not 100%, if you're 99.9% .9 about a mushroom, do not eat it. I tell people, if you're 90, oh, I'm 99.9% I'm .9 sure this is what my grandfather used to pick. Don't eat it. If you are not 100%, if you haven't had someone that knows what they're doing say that's exactly the mushroom that you think it is, do not eat it. There's a fantastic mushroom that grows right here where we're standing um, called a honey mushroom. They're prolific. They grow all over southern Ontario at the base of trees, base of hardwood trees. But also the deadly gallerina grows in the same area. They look similar. There are some features that you can tell one from the other. It would almost be like the difference between the features of a plantain and a banana. If you know the difference between a plantain and a banana, it's not that hard. But for the uninitiated who's never seen one, they both sort of look the same. So that being said, you find these little brown mushrooms, which typically the honey mushroom are a choice edible. If you mix one of the deadly gallerina in with it, you pick a hundred of them, and a deadly gallerina happens to be growing a couple of inches away, and you pick it thinking it's part of the group, it will kill you. Kill you. And there's some other mushrooms that look like other mushrooms. For instance, uh, the jack-o'-lantern um, looks sort of like a chanterelle, or it also looks like a honey mushroom as well, a, a, a fully grown honey mushroom that's opened up. And if you mistake them, the jack-o'-lantern won't kill you, but from what I hear, you will be begging someone to kill you for the, for the pain that you will be going through for three days. You go foraging, whether it be for the fiddleheads or the ramps or... I collect, you know, I collect the sap from the black walnut tree and I make my own yep. black walnut yep. syrup, etc., etc. So, yep. uh, just in the last couple of years have I delved into it enough that I feel very comfortable knowing mushrooms. Right. A good, I don't know, maybe 50 or 60, 100% that I'm not afraid of them. I know them, they're either to be poisonous or either to be completely delicious edible. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is such a big learning curve because because there's so much we have here. Yeah. I come across stuff that I look at, like we'll, we'll find some stuff here now that we're in the woods a bit. We'll find some stuff that we'll look at. And if you've never really looked for it or looked at it, like whether they be jelly fungus or, or something like that, you never would have thought of previous before. So bases of trees and stuff are really good for um, like right around here where something's dying and it's starting to rot. Uh, I'm surprised that we passed that area with the, the elm oysters and they're so prolific there and then we get up here and we found the one or two but not as much damage. It's hard, I don't know whether to look up or look down, you know, because yeah, you, you gotta, can see you something. Do both. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, right This is an interesting an oak of some sort or yeah what's this one called this is the uh, shaggy oak look at that wow there must be a phone app eh you can take a picture and it 
scans and a couple of good apps, but I found this Facebook page to be much more versatile because uh, the phone app it's good in the sense that you know but the same mushroom can look so different uh, growing in a different area just because of the mineralization that it's sucking up or yeah, something yeah, so yeah. the colors can be off a little from the picture but if you post it you'll have 30 people jump in right away and basically say I believe that to be Amarillia so it's essentially a search engine <laughs> like if you google something right you put this on Facebook and there's just so many people to respond Absolutely, and it, it's a wonderful site um, before we get too deep in here, I just want to see if we uh, if we should really cross this. I don't see too much of the elm oysters or what's that in there. What did we? You know what? We left our. Uh, we're going to go back anyway. Your blade. Left, yeah. Left our blade. So to get that one out of that tree is going to be impossible. <laughs>